ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday. It is the July 27th edition. The Drive begins now. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan. Almost didn't make it today. Gabriel Sellers, our producer, you would have had to do the show today. And I know you weren't looking forward to that. we got David Kahn coming up later on. We're going to talk to him about the West Virginia Power. Also, uh, Rob Cornelius from the Ohio Bobcats Sports Network. We're going to talk a little Mac football with Rob later on. So I'm looking forward to that. And we'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. This has not been my day. Let me tell you about my day. Now, first of all, my throat's a little off today. And there's another part of the story that I'll tell you here in a second. But let me start at the beginning. I get up. It's a Friday. Okay, I'm ready to go. It's going to be a busy day. I know this. Go get into the family car. And nothing. Wait wait a minute. I just sank a few weeks ago. I just sank a lot of money into getting this thing running. Alternator, all that good stuff. New tires. Because the other tires were older than what I was told when I bought them from another place. And so that car won't start. Get my jump kit out. No, not jumping. All right. Battery problem. I'll take care of that after I get done with work. So I get to work and find out that the battery is on warranty. Great. All right, after the, after the show, after this show today, I'm going to go get the battery replaced. It's under warranty. I'm in good shape. Problem solved. Now, I have a bad habit sometimes of not taking good care of myself, and that means not eating lunch. I have a terrible habit of just not eating. Sometimes I don't eat dinner. I just have a terrible habit of not taking care of myself. And I, I need to fix that. I know. So get out in the car. I got to go get something in the house. I'm going to see if we can get this car started. So maybe I can just swap it out. And I get in my car. I'm going to go get this car at the house swapped out. Get it started. Run down. I got plenty of time. I'm going to get the new battery. Turn my car on. Nothing. Wait a minute. Nothing? You mean to tell me I got hit with two bad batteries in both my vehicles, family vehicle, my vehicle, all in the span of a few hours? So now I have two vehicles with bum batteries. So I can't get mine started. I got to get it jumped so I can get to the house. And then I got to get it jumped there again so I can get back from the house. And I'm going to have to get it jumped a third time because I'm going to have to go get the battery. They already got it pulled out for me. So I spent half the day dealing with vehicles. And I still didn't take care of the eating problem. So I'm in the car. All right, I need to eat. It's not healthy for me. I'm going to go get inexpensive meal here because I have to incur the battery costs for one of these vehicles. And the fact that you know where I work, so you know the income is not flowing. I'm not making the Keith Morehouse money. 
I'm not making the Mark Martin money. I'm definitely not making the Mar- Mike Hamrick money, the Doc Holliday money. I'm not making the Grant Trailer money. I'm not making that that level of money. So I'm going to go get the, the really inexpensive meal at Burger King. All right, I'm looking forward to this. They got a pretty good chicken sandwich. Get out of the, of the driveway, pick up the beverage, and the gentleman at the Washington Avenue Burger King did not secure the beverage lid properly because I barely squeezed this thing, and so now part of my leg is wearing the beverage. Part of my car inside is wearing the beverage, and I've got to get here to do the show because nobody else is here in the building except Gabriel, our producer. That's it. I don't have salespeople here. I don't have sportscast ready Jason Toy, who's getting ready to do some MRN action this weekend. He's not here. He's usually my standby. Nobody's here. I got to get back here, do the show, or we're going to have an hour of dead air. We don't need an hour of dead air. And I got guests on the show. So it's just not been a good day. But this is kind of cathartic. I'm talking to you about it. Life happens. Of course, if you want to help, we're going to get my battery swapped out, uh, both of them, tonight, tomorrow. So if, if you want to donate to the cause, you want to help, there are ways you can help me here. But I think the biggest takeaway from this is I don't have a beverage now. My throat is killing me. I don't have a tasty, cold, ice-chilled Coke. So if someone wants to get me an ice-chilled Coke between now and the end of the show, I'm good. That, I'm looking at you, Gabriel. You could run across the street here. We've got the rallies. What do you you don't have any money? You make more money than I do. You worked 500 hours doing all the Little League games. We were paying you by the hour. We were paying you by the hour. What do you mean you don't have any money? Man, my producer doesn't even want to bail me out. That's fine. That's fine. I can't even get a ice I cold. I my wallet. Yeah, conveniently. Conveniently. You made $500,000 board upping all those Little League games because we had to change the schedule 50 times because of the rain. Which, um, by the way, congratulations to Barbersville. They win, and they're moving on. So congratulations to those kids. Uh, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. We knew that the Barbersville kids were going to do this, and then they didn't let us down. So congratulations to everybody who participated in the Little League Tournament. We carried a lot of the games. We carried CK and we carried Barbersville. But uh, congratulations to all the kids. Uh, I know it's a big deal for them to get to get to this part and be a part of this tournament and hope that they can get to Warner Robins, Georgia. And now the Barbersville kids are going to head down there. They're going to be on ESPN. Their first game is going to be against Virginia. I got the entire bracket. We'll talk about that later. So I'm excited for those kids. I mean, that's pretty special. Get to go to Warner Robins, Georgia, and then if you can survive that bracket, you get to go to the Little League World Series. I mean, that's awesome. That's really awesome that we do these things and we have these things for kids like that, especially the Little League World Series. I'm excited for those kids, and you should be as well. Uh, Barbersville, those kids worked really hard. There's some good kids out there. Uh, there were some good kids on the field, period, for all the communities. And especially, hey, you know, everybody at the Little League at the Arch, I'm going to tell you right now, they put their – hard work into making that thing work. So hats off to those guys. Appreciate everyone there. And I'll tell you what, it's not easy to do a tournament like that. I mean, you got to have a lot of volunteers, a lot of people who are there for the kids. 
Not the parents who just come and watch. They're there for the kids, obviously. But I'm talking about the people who make that tournament go, who make that thing work, top to bottom. You can't do that without a lot of dedicated people, parents, former players, just people who are wanting to help out, be a part of the kids, have something special. So hats off to everybody there. I want to definitely acknowledge that. All right. Um, when we come back, David Kahn, West Virginia Power. David's my boy. I love talking to him. We're going to have some fun talking about the power. And then later on, Rob Cornelius joins me, and we're going to talk to him about Ohio. They're picked to win the MAC. Can they do it this year? We'll find out. That's what's coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up in a moment, we're going to hear from David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. We'll get him on the program later on. Rob Cornelius is going to join us as we will talk Mac football with him. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the program. Coming up on Monday, uh, it's going to be the official start of Marshall football because we're going to have Doc Holliday. We're going to get his press conference on Monday. That's it. That's the kickoff. It's official. Football is here. When Doc sits down to talk to us, we're ready to go. So I'm looking forward to that. We can start talking football even more with Doc on Monday. Uh, Also, I'm hoping that we've got a couple of guests coming up this week uh, from the new coaching ranks for Marshall University. We'll talk about that on Monday. I want to just tease it. We possibly have got a new softball coach to talk to. Um, Maybe we can get a couple of the other hires in. Um, That's all coming up next week. But until then, we're going to get set with West Virginia Power Baseball here in just a moment right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. uh, David Kahn's going to join us in a couple minutes. We've got him in a couple minutes. Okay, so we'll uh, hang out until then. Um, you know, it's it's kind of strange. It's Friday, and today's the first day in a while I don't have a new watch trophy list member to tell you about. I guess you got to have a day off now and then from that. But that's one thing I want to ask Doc, or at least uh, hopefully someone else does before I do on Monday. How how's it feel to have so many of your kids just making watch lists now? Doc's going to be happy. I can probably answer for Doc now. He's going to be happy for those kids. But ultimately, he wants to see wins. And he figures if these kids are doing their job and they're winning, all of that's going to fall into place. And that's probably the stock answer from almost every coach across the country. Those things are great. Says a lot about that kid. But doesn't mean anything if we're not winning. And he's right. Sure, you can have a lot of kids be finalists for trophies, and that's great. You've got the individual awards. means those kids really did something. But it's very hard to get to that point if your team's not doing well, and that's probably where he's going to go when we ask him that question or if we do ask him that question. So I'm kind of curious just to get his response on that, only because we've seen years where a lot of people have – been nominated for these lists. Uh, I can't remember recently several players 
at the same time. So that's a good thing. That really is. That means somebody's doing their job. Somebody's paying attention to these kids finally. Marshall has generated some buzz, some excitement. People are talking about Marshall football. It's coming up. Um, Marshall's basically the conference's only hope of unseating FAU. You read stories about FAU, how they're probably going to win the conference, but almost in the same breath, Marshall's right there. If any team's got a chance of beating FAU for the conference championship in the East Division, it's Marshall. I like that role for the Thundering Herd. You want to be the top dog, but I like that role for the Thundering Herd because Marshall's the hunter now. I mean, you always want to be the hunted. That means everybody's coming after you because you're on top, but on this hunting role a little bit better. Because everyone expects Florida Atlantic. Everybody expects them to be on top again. I mean, in the East Division, they got 22 first-place votes. Predicted order finish. They're number one. Marshall, though, got four. They're number two. So there are a few people in the league predicting Marshall to give Florida Atlantic a run. West Division, it's a little bit more of a competitive situation because North Texas... Yeah, they're picked to win this thing again. They got 18 first-place votes. Louisiana Tech's right behind them with four. UAB's right behind Louisiana Tech with three. Southern Miss is right there with one. And then you got UTSA, which I'm telling you right now, do not sleep on UTSA. Don't do it. Rice is there in UTEP. I'm not sure if they're going to be making a move or not. But at fifth, UTSA, do not sleep on them. They're not a fifth-place team. Now, I don't tell you, I can't tell you where they're going to go, who's going to drop off from these top four, but I will tell you, I don't think this is going to be your final order of finish. It's not going to be straight one, two, three, four, five, six, and six because Rice and UTEP tied in the preseason poll. It's not going to be that. Louisiana Tech's got to got to win. North Texas could drop off. UAB could surge. I think Southern Miss, you don't sleep on them. And, of course, UTSA, I'm telling you, don't sleep on them as well. I hope I'm right. And then on the East Division, middle FIU, Western Kentucky right there at 3-4-5. That could flip. Also, Old Dominion and Charlotte, they, they can make a run. They could make a run. It's a possibility. So we're going to call David Kahn here in a moment. We're going to get him on the air. We're going to talk West Virginia Power football. So we're, I'm sorry, West Virginia Power baseball. That would be impressive if we talk West Virginia Power football. See, I'm in that mindset already. I'm transitioning over. No more baseball for me here soon. No more. It's going to be all football, friends. Starting on Monday, Doc Holliday. He's going to give us the State of the Union address. And then we're going to have days on end of Marshall football coverage of one form or another. So I'm looking forward to that. But we're getting David Kahn on the phone right now. 
And we have David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. Also, uh, the West Virginia football team I just mentioned a minute ago, West Virginia Power football. See, David, I'm already transitioning away, man. I'm, I'm getting set for football season. You're getting set for football season. We still got a month of baseball season left, Paul. Come on. Look, Doc Holliday's speaking Monday. That's the official start of football, right there. Doc Holliday's State of the Union address. Look, I don't, I don't transition to football until September when baseball is over, and then we look towards football. Okay, I, I grew up a Patriots fan, so really September means nothing to me because usually the Patriots like to fool around for four weeks and then they get serious. So Look, you can do I, that I though. I don't really. You can what? do that. You're the voice of the West Virginia Power. You can do that. People are tuning into you. They want to hear West Virginia Power. It's going to be career yeah. suicide for me if I don't start talking heavy Marshall football Monday. You got to. <laughs> you you got to understand career suicide. Oh, I understand from your point of view. Absolutely. Go go ahead and, and talk Marshall football. I, I I completely get it. Okay, but I will make time for the power though because come on, man. You know I love the power. I I know you do. So um, let's talk. Um, how's that trophy? You got that thing secure? You promised me it would be secure. You said it, you no. S- what? I did. I I I I hate having a promise be broken, but I, I don't have it anymore. You lose it. Well, it's in Lexington. They won the series. No, they couldn't have because you guaranteed me that wouldn't happen. Well, sometimes my guarantees, I guess, are not 100% accurate, Paul. It, it, it just it didn't happen for us this year. So um, what happened? I mean, come on. Explain yourself here. What happened? <laughs> well, I said something, and it wasn't. it didn't end up being right. And, and – uh, you know, now now I look silly, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know, the legends they uh, they ended up sweeping the power for the first time this season. I mean, the power had never been swept before, and Lexington ended up taking all three games. Of course, Mother Nature struck her ugly head again, and we had two of the days rained out. And you know, I mean, it it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, you got to look at it and say, all right, they got the better of us this year, and now we have even more vengeance for next year. Okay, I'll accept that. Um, where are we at with power baseball right now? Seven and a half back, uh, 13 and 19 in the second set. How are we doing? Um, it's still a it's chance? Been a little, I mean, it's been a little tough of late. It, is, it has been tough. The, uh, the 0-7 road trip was certainly not what we needed to, to stay in contention in the second half. We're not out of it by any means. But we are certainly not in the – we're not – in the front runner, as a, we're not a front runner right now. As it is the best way I can put it. And you know, I mean, it's it's just a it's a downward slide. The month of July has been really rough for us. We're six and seventeen in the month, and I mean that's that's getting close to one of the worst months in power history. So I mean, you know, it's just it's been a tough month. Hopefully, this series against Asheville starts to turn things around. But I mean, you saw in August last year, the Power won twenty two of their final thirty four games, and they were in postseason contention until the final day. So, you know, there are 35 games left right now, and the Power have a chance to, you know, start controlling their own destiny again. Is Lakewood going to be able to be brought down? Right now they're sitting at 21-12. and 12. They're on top of, of the division. Is anyone going to be able to bring them down? Of course, they won um, the first half, so really right. it's you're playing for second place now at this point and playing for a – solid lead in second place to even get into the postseason. So what's it 
What's it going to have to take here? Um, have you done the I mean, math you're gonna have, yet? You're going to have to beat. You're going to have to beat their starting pitching. That that's the long and short of it. They they don't score a lot of runs. So if you have an offense that can produce a lot of runs, you have a good shot at beating them. That's really the long and short of it. And I mean, they have really good starting pitchers, but when their starting pitching gets batted around, they aren't a team that's going to put up a ton of runs. So if you get to their starting pitching or you can get to their bullpen guys and put up you know five six runs every game, you have a decent shot of beating them just because they don't produce a lot of offense. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. Power are trying to get back into the hunt. Plenty of time to do it. But um, how balanced has this league been? Just from a top-to-bottom standpoint, it doesn't seem like there's a team that's really bad. I mean, you've got good teams at the top, but there's really not been, looking at least uh, at the standings, there's nobody that's really been bad because – West Virginia is just a few games behind Lakewood, and there's really just a few games between all these teams. I completely agree with you. I mean, even you look at the team that's at the bottom of the division, Hagerstown, I mean, they're not a bad team. They've just had some bad stretches, but they've also had some really good stretches. I mean, they have been pretty good against West Virginia, especially in the second half. They, you know, took both series against the power. So, I mean, it, it, you, you can't even say that Hagerstown's, you know, been rough throughout. Uh, there's teams that have had bad stretches, like West Virginia's in right now, but I don't think that there is any one team that you can point to and say this team has had a completely rough season. And, that's, I mean, that's, that's what you want to see because you know that if you end up winning a league like that, you know that you've actually beaten the best. David Conner, our guest from the West Virginia Power, of course, uh, the Power uh, are getting back home You've got some action to talk about. You've got Kids Day. You've got a hat day. You've got fireworks. Um, that hat looks pretty sweet, by the way. I'm looking at it right now on the website. Yes, and Paul, as, as I did promise, I did live up to this promise, I have a bucket hat with your name on it. Okay. Good deal. So I'm, I, I, did, I did live up to that promise. Okay, so you didn't guarantee me the um, – the pig trophy for the power and Lexington legends, but I did get my hat. All right. Can you, can you, can you live with that? Is that okay? Uh, that's the brightest news I've had all day. <laughs> all right. Well, good. I'm glad I could bring that. To you. Well, I mean, if you, you've, you've, if you knew my day, you would laugh even harder. The fact that that hat is the brightest part of my day. Well, Paul, you saying that makes it the brightest part of my day. Cause we've already pulled part six times today. So, uh, I'm, it, uh, the fact that it is sunny and the storms seem to have gone away is half of the brightest part of my day. Okay. Uh, i got to replace two batteries in, in two different cars. How's that? Ooh. Yes. Started this morning in one car to um, to drive the work, and it wouldn't start. And then the vehicle that would work, I was trying to leave here earlier, and it wouldn't yeah. start. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so the well, hat uh, the hat's making up for it right there. I think you win. <laughs> I think you win. It's close, but I think you win. Uh no, I have uh, something I omitted. I went to go get lunch. Okay. I went to go get lunch a few minutes ago. Yeah. And um the gentleman at the um at the local Burger King did not secure the lid on the Coke. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely win. I'm not making any of this up, by the way. This is all true. This is the life, no, I, the life Paul, and times of Paul Swan. Paul, I have, I have never taken you in the wire. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Yeah, I wish this was for entertainment purposes only. I wish I could just laugh like, yeah, this is a great story I made up. No. No. But, well, you can laugh about it for now, and then you can deal with the actual consequences later. Yeah, that's my plan. David Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power. So uh, this weekend, all the details are on the website. You've got fireworks tonight. Great weekend plan, and uh, let's help the power get back into the hunt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're really excited. Space and Family Night is literally about to kick off right here at Appalachian Power Park. We've got pregame performances. The Jason Lovins Band and the Sycamores are here. As you mentioned, postgame fireworks coming up very soon after the game tonight. Uh, Saturday, we talked about the Bucket Hat giveaway. And we've also got a canned food drive that we're hosting to benefit the YMCA. So if any fans bring out three uh, cans of food or more, they will get a ticket voucher that is either good for August of this year or April or May of next season. He's David Kahn from West Virginia Power. Good talking to you, David. We'll do it again next week. All right, Paul. Sounds good. When we come back from break, we're going to start talking football. Um the official start of football begins Monday with the Doc Holiday State of the Union address, but uh, we can talk Mac football. Rob Cornelius, the expert of all things Mac football and Bobcat football, he joins us next. The drive continues ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, if you want to make a bad day seem better, you talk to Rob Cornelius. And that's what exactly I'm going to do. Rob joins us now. Of course, he is the best color analyst in all of the Mid-American Conference. Probably the group of five. Is that going too far, Rob? I, I, I think it's fair. I think our show that Russ Eisenstein and I do solidly would, would, would it be in the back third of a, of a Big 12 or a, or a Pac-10, Pac-12 about. So I appreciate the support. You mentioned having the drink spill. I heard that in the prior That's segment. Terrible. I had my class at 0.1%. I had too many things in my hand coming to the door of my house the other day and put my thumb through the side of a Super America nay, Speedway uh, styrofoam cup and had an incident. And it's still all over an Amazon box from UPS. I get where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it fun? It's fun. It, 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 we'll, we'll get over it. We'll get better. We'll move on to bigger and better things like winning the Mac, Paul Swan. That's a real possibility. What's going on there? Um, people are finally representing and respecting at the same time. They know what the deal is in Athens. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's what? It's nine years of bowl eligibility, uh, eight straight uh, bowl, eight bowl appearances, a bowl win last year in the Bahamas, which, if you ask Reddit readers, was the single funniest sports event of the entire winter. Um, things things are things are good in Athens, and Bobcats finally found an offense to really score points last year, and that really turned things around. You averaged over forty most of the season, end up right around thirty nine, and a lot of the cogs that made that go are really back this year. How's the MAC overall look top to, top to bottom? Is this a situation where um, Ohio is just going to be way better than everyone else, or is this a situation where it's pretty competitive, but Ohio is still going to be the team to edge everyone? League league is more balanced. Um, more of the powers come back to the east. As you know, for the last several years, it's been like this rotating train of central Michigan, western Michigan, northern Illinois, all being really, really good. Eastern finally getting off the map for the first time in, in like 30 years and getting to a bowl a couple seasons ago. So the west is good, but there's not a runaway number one team. Toledo could be good. Northern could be good. But nobody is, you know, doing their own Heisman campaign or building a bobblehead for anybody of substance this year in the West. And the East, it's Ohio, 
And I think behind that is Buffalo. Um, Ohio went and lost to Buffalo last, last year in a meaningless Week 12 where the Cats gave up a couple quick scores on turnovers, came back to almost win, but really didn't play well. But Buffalo is really the up-and-coming team in the East behind Ohio. Uh, they brought in that, that D3 coaching staff that have won all the national titles of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and those guys are finally putting it together. They have a pro quarterback, they have a pro wide receiver, and they have maybe two of the nice – I'd say they have, they have the best NBA jam team in MAC football, if that makes any sense. Put that quarterback and that receiver, Anthony Johnson, together, and you get something pretty special. And Miami, who Marshall sees early on, will be a solid, solid third – Honestly, they've recruited well. Their strength program is finally back close to where it was from 20 years ago. Just their coach, some of their in-game management has just been a head-scratcher the last few years. They've lost some games at the end, honestly, based on based on decisions from the dugout, so to speak. So they could be better, but they're always kind of uh, a little hampered by playing Cincinnati every year. That's a series that, as much as they love it, the oldest series in, in high major and D1, that probably needs to go. Miami's lost 12 of those in a row, and it really starts them off in a bad way almost every year. Are the fans still in that series, though? Do they enjoy it? No, fans, 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 fans don't care. Cincinnati fans are like, why are we doing this? Miami fans, it, Miami situation is weird. And, I mean, you know, Athens, it's it's a different fan base. It's rural. It's older. Miami's fans, I think, demographically, maybe maybe even older than Ohio's and Marshall's, but they've stopped coming. I mean, football and basketball have been through such dark eras Football's on the way back. Basketball, maybe. Hockey's been ruled the roost over there for a decade. So Miami's really not what it once was in terms of fan support. There's potential there, but, man, they have really, really backslid on season tickets and everything else over the last decade. It's been it's been rough. You have basically three out of the last four coaching hires over there go very, very poorly. And I like Chuck Martin. He's a good dude. The kids believe in him. I'll say this for Chuck Martin. Like I said, Marshall plays them early in the season. Um, that will not be an easy out. And Chuck Martin, we were with him there in Detroit, really walking home from dinner the night before Mac Media Day. Guy just unsolicited, walks over, hands his box of dinner leftovers to some home, homeless guy. Didn't even ask for him. You know, just one of those guys. who's He's a gift to everyone around him. In, in game, he may not be your favorite, but uh, seemed to be a pretty good dude. My, my, the heart, size of my heart grew three sizes that day or something. So, yeah. But, yeah, welcome Chuck Martin when they come in, come in to play you guys. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a nice thing to know there. But uh, I um... – I thought last year Miami was yeah. going to be um, – that game was going to mean something for Marshall, that mm-hmm. win, and it just felt like – at the end of the day, that was just a game Marshall you know, should have won, did win, and it didn't mean much because Miami just couldn't get it turned around last year. Yeah, no, they, they couldn't, get it, couldn't get it out of their own way. And you look at, obviously, the, the bowl game stuff, the way they played Mississippi State. You know, the things the last couple of seasons, they've, they've had maybe poor starts – and come back and close strongly, but still been essentially 500 football. So it's an improvement over where they were, but uh, for Ohio, Ohio's dominated that series play. I mean, Ohio is really looks like the total package this year. And the good news is Ohio's not relying on the defense to get shutouts. You know, the, the, the Ohio teams two, three, four years ago had maybe the best front sevens in Bobcat history, but Bobcats just flat out couldn't score. Offense couldn't move the ball. You were stuck at 18, 19, 21 points, and you were losing a lot of games because you couldn't score 30. And last year, Ohio scored in Kennedy. And Nathan Rourke, this quarterback, Canadian kid who went uh, to high school for like a year in the South, did a junior college year as a fully eligible student, and Ohio's now going to you know, this is year two of three years of Nathan Rourke. And the kid is just amazing, runs the speed option, runs all the Syracuse stuff, is learning to make the throws over the middle. He's a guy, he looks like a high school basketball player. I mean, he's, I hate to say it, but he's, he's not really a guy who looks like he has a big body. He's not an option quarterback in a, in a big sense or a strong sense. But he never takes a big hit, and he returns a bunch of quality running backs. He returns most of an O line and a lot of uh, 
experience there. That's really the only big change in the Ohio staff is uh, former Marshall assistant uh, Dave Johnson gets out of here, and, and there's a new guy in at that spot. But Ohio returns a lot of solid, solid stuff on offense. I mean, Ohio really, even when they had trouble throwing last year, still was able to score 40 points a game. Um, difference will be on defense. Front seven is younger. It's still deep. You'll still see 10 guys playing four spots on the line. The linebackers are all new, but I don't think they're going to be a stress. Because again, they don't need to find shutouts. They just need to get out there and hold an opponent under 25, and most of the time you're going to win that game. So you look at the Bobcat schedule, Howard's up first, then you get into yeah. the meet. Virginia, then Cincinnati. Well, no, my friend, we, 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 we get a bye week. We got an extremely early bye week. I got a wedding to go to in Charleston. They did it perfectly for me. But you're right. At Virginia and at Cincinnati, and those are games out of league that are about right, about what a MAC team should be scheduling every year. It doesn't always hit this perfectly, but those are two teams from the, shall we say, the second leagues, uh, where Ohio will be probably a break even if not favored in both those games. So Virginia's got a lot to work through. Uh, Cincinnati's in, in year two of a rebuild. So if Ohio can get through that, you can get to a four and September, four and first month in the non-con, hopefully, and and you have it set the table for something really, really special. I mean, I think obviously these players want to win the league. They want to play fourteen games. That means a bowl. That means winning the league championship game in Detroit. But this team could easily get to ten, eleven, twelve regular season wins, assuming the quarterback situation stays healthy. That was going to be my question: uh, Is this a team that can make it yeah, run? Yeah, Bill Steele and. All the magazine guys seem to be in love with this bunch because of the way the schedule sets up. Like some of the better teams in this league are playing much harder pre-conference schedules. You know, Northern Illinois is picked to win the West. You know, they're going to go. They're going to play Florida State. They're going to play Utah. They're getting basically four big non-con games. There is no soft, you know, one double AFCS team. There is no New Mexico State, Liberty, generic high D one independent. There's not a lot of space there, and that's where a lot of schools out west. Uh, are collecting checks. Akron could be okay this year, but they're collecting a bunch of checks. And that means that's a forecast for injuries and trouble. You know, don't play Georgia Tech in the pre-con. You know, ask, ask folks about cut blocks. There's a lot of good teams in this league that could really hurt themselves in September. Ohio's got the best situation to go 3-1, and 4-0, and and hopefully not get blasted. Let's say they make the, uh, make the run. They win it, all of them, win, and win the conference championship. How much... Is Ohio in the conversation for Access Bowl? Certainly could be. Certainly should be, actually. Again, we'll see what else folds out from the other from the other conferences that, that feed into that. But I will say, Mac Media Day, they gave us all really nice, free giveaway mirrored sunglasses from the Fiesta Bowl. So I'm going to keep mine in the bag for the next 14 games and hope I can put them on at uh, you know whatever bowl we're attending. We're at the end of the MAC championship game, Detroit, and Ohio wins that one. Look, Ohio has been in this spot before. 2012. Ohio opens the season 7-0, gets a big Sports Illustrated article, and then closes terribly. Closes 1-4, and ends up 8-4, and and just does not. Tyler Tettleton ends up coming back to earth, and that team really at the end of the year wasn't very good, didn't really like each other. And that's what you don't want to have here. I think you can have the fast start. I think the schedule sets up really well. And again, your, your, your big games in the East, you close at Miami, home with Buffalo, and then home with Akron at the end of this thing. Those Miami and Buffalo games, if you've done the job, are huge, and those are essentially both to win the East. Rob Cornelius joining us. He's uh, part of the Ohio Sports Network, best color man in the Mid-American Conference, probably a contender for, um, well, best of all the group of five. I mean, it's fair. I certainly do enough I, I certainly do enough, enough, enough work in Huntington Market as well. I, I, I love being on this show, and even across town, they still put me on to talk about news items, so it's very confusing to people. Well, yeah, you're everywhere, man. You, uh, you are multimedia industry all by yourself. 
I appreciate it, man. So, uh, so Paul Marshall, Ohio, back with Marshall in 2019. The series resets. Yes, We're skipping that one this year. So that's and that's fine. Play that a lot, but don't get locked into it every year. Basketball, play it every year. That's fine, but football. Give yourself a little flexibility, like we're talking about the Miami-Cincinnati situation. Ohio, they'll be glad to see Marshall again next year. Well, Marshall's got Miami, obviously, this year. That's uh, the stand-in for Ohio. Then mighty Eastern Kentucky, which I'm okay with that because if you're going to beat down a uh, a team, uh, Eastern Kentucky is a good team to beat down. I have fond memories of them back in the day. So, yes, I'm all on board with that. Uh, at South Carolina and NC State. So, yeah, I, I don't think Ohio really fit this year because, well, they're pretty good, too. No, it's South Carolina and NC State. I mean, South Carolina, that's that's a hard place to go into and do much of anything. I'm not sure the last time MAC team went in there and did much, but Derek Scott will host you guys. I'm sure we'll go, uh, I'm sure we'll go well for the home team. NC State last year, again, they're, it's a rebuild, but I think that program's finally improved enough where – you're probably not going to throw a slip, you know, slip a knuckleball by them, so to speak. But that whole D line got drafted. NC State's better. They've finally gotten that thing going in a way they haven't for 20, 25 years. 2019, though, I, I like Marshall's non-conference schedule. You got VMI at Boise State, Ohio, and Cincinnati. I mean, that's not terrible. No, that's good, and that sets up Marshall be to be in the same place next year as Ohio would like to be certainly this year. I mean, Ohio would like to do it again in 19. Ohio certainly doesn't want to lose to Marshall, but that's a, that's a kind of schedule that screams, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins for Marshall, depending on what the rest of the league looks like. I mean, look, you guys should be in, in a bowl every year. You guys should be consistent. And for the most part, like Ohio, you have been. You know, it's, it's been good. I know people are sometimes a little underwhelmed with what Doc has done. I certainly wouldn't be. It's been consistent. It's been solid. Is it sexy enough? Well, I don't know. Check the season ticket sales and fix that. But there, he's been fielding good teams. I got no beef with that guy. I think I'd rather be in Marshall's position than say in Miami of Ohio's position because the fans still care. And I yeah, know they do. The fans don't care in in, um, in Oxford the way they do in say in Athens because I know the fans care. They they definitely come out and support that team year after year after year, and it's been pretty good for the Bobcats as of late. No, it's 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 been a sellout machine. I mean, that stadium, albeit it's a, it's, a, it's a tiny stadium in D1 football terms, but the sellouts of, of essentially every Saturday game. And again, you notice I accept the weeknights. Ohio closes with with five weeknight games. That's what the league is committed to do. The league is committed to being on TV, being the Tuesday night football, being the Friday night football, and you know that's fine. The league is 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 okay with it. Um, they make it up to the teams in the back end with the bowl stuff and with the payments on TV. Um, you hate it. You'd like to have more more Saturday home games. I think the Ohio fans aren't real happy with the schedule this year. So other than homecoming, it's it's not super it's not super exciting. You know, a little Howard, a little UMass, uh, Bowling Green and Ball State, and actually Bowling Green's really the only Saturday. There's only three Saturday home games. Ball State's a weeknight, Buffalo and Akron. Those could mean something in week 11, week 12. Those are, those are both weeknights. So that's really the only thing is you lose that tailgating environment. You lose people having five, six, seven games of that, and uh, when, you, when that, that diminishes. That's one thing. But, again, all these Ohio games on TV, and Con USA is still having real trouble clearing a lot of these games. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Mid-American Conference definitely did the right thing with the way they negotiated their television deal. Uh, I think Conference USA is getting better. It's – yeah, I, I compliment it by saying it's innovative what they're trying to do. Uh, they've got a lot of inventory now on the ESPN digital platform, which is a, a help. Mm-hmm. It's it's not perfect, but I'll take that over what I've seen over the last few years. Uh, but ultimately, I think the Mac has the better television deal, even though you're getting those games on the midweek that maybe the fans don't like, but it's definitely helping as far as the payments coming in. The TV money is definitely better. 
No, it, it, it really, it really is. I mean, in the end, people are willing to find the games wherever in their phone, on Facebook, on ESPN three. If it's there, people will locate. I mean, your fans even found where BN Sports was, and frankly, I'd never seen it on outside of soccer time at my local Mexican restaurant. So, it's there. If the games are, or if the games are on, they're going to get found. But I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Now, with Kanye West, here's my question: Has Kanye West come up with any sort of kishy thing for beating um, any of the, you know, say the, the larger league teams? Uh, the MAC commissioner, John Steinbrecher, came up with a pirate flag. It's a MAC logo with like crossbones below it crossed. He is giving to every, I believe, coach, program, and president to fly when uh, MAC teams have a win out of conference of substance. So if there's a Con USA pirate flag, maybe we can trade that or something. Um, I'm going to have to check on that. I don't think such a thing exists, but you know what? It should. And let's. I'm going to beat the drum for that now. I'm going to make that happen. Please do, please do. No, no, it was it was good. I, I believe that's in the in the in the picture role from McNeil Day the other day for me on on Twitter along with a picture of the new uh, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowls uh, logo, which I believe is a possibility for the Mac. Should we get like seven or eight teams eligible? So yeah, hey. Rob Cornelius joining us, um, flying the pirate flag. Um, that's um, I like that a little swagger, you know. Make those guys afraid to see a Mac team come. You know, what, just come well, with that flag. Just wave that flag as you enter the stadium. Give it to give it to the one ten. Let them lead with that instead of the various team flags from the Mac. But no, I mean there was swagger. This Ohio team closed the swagger last year. That bowl game, that Bahamas bowl game. Um, it was very very weird. UAB obviously had dismantled football, brought it back, and was sort of in the happy to be their club. But in the pregame, honestly, they were jerks. They were jerks in the hand, you know, in the pregame handshakes and coin flip, trying to be bullies. So our guys just ended up playing them hard, beat the tar out of them. It was good. It could have been meaningless. And you saw Quentin Poling, now Dolphin. A lot of this, this defense was so good last year, playing through the whistle the whole game to teach some guys a lesson. So there was a lot of edge to it last year. They did not like the way they closed the season in Akron and Buffalo. And they got a lot of that swagger back in the Bahamas, um, and uh, nobody got arrested, which was nice. If I recall, I think the Marshall UAB game the first time here in Huntington was a little chippy mm-hmm. like that as well, if I recall correctly. So yeah, no, their their guys were their guys were just. I mean, hate, hate to call a team unpleasant, but they were just not. They were not cool, even like during the week, like in the you know the the mixed you know competitive stuff. You have the bowl week and whatever the various time killers and stuff you see on video. You know, it was just they just, just didn't seem that that happy. It was very weird. Uh, Ohio was uh, happy warriors and uh, just drilled it. You get to go to the Bahamas. I mean, yeah, no, it, and it was surprisingly well done. We'd heard all these complaints from like, like Bahamas complaints. I sound crazy, but like from Central and Eastern have been there. So it was a logistical nightmare. They put all their equipment on a boat, leave early, blah blah blah. It was really really well done. I mean, they just from being year three or four of the Mac, being the bowl down there, and them having all the kinks worked out. But the kids loved it. Everybody loved it. It was fantastic. I would take that over. Every permutation of all these other weird southern city bowls we've had, the Montgomery's, the Mobiles, obviously the Bahamas, it was, it was Ohio's turn. And that's basically what happened. Once Ohio lost to Akron near the end of the season, it was basically Ohio's turn as a team with a winning record to take it. No one's going to go to the Bahamas four years in a row, as Ohio would like to. But uh, it actually worked out really well. The players were really, really happy with it. The resort was great. And it was a really, really good bowl experience and far better than what you can say for some of these places. You've been where the town just doesn't care. You know, Mobile cared, Montgomery cared some. But you just go to these places. Otherwise, you're just playing in a TV studio if you go to, like, you know, St. Pete or something. Um, this was a really cool game, and the locals really loved it, and everyone has had a really great time. Rob Cornelius, our guest, the best color analyst in all of the Mid-American Conference and possibly the group of five, and maybe edging out a little bit into the power of five, his, um, his empire grows. 
Uh, we need to do this again real soon. Um, maybe we'll get you on for Done. the Miami game. You can preview the Miami Marshall game for us. I, w- I, w- I would love I would love to talk about Chuck Martin, talk about that offense. Again, they're going to score some points. That's one thing they, they do. Your corner is going to have a very, very busy day. But uh, good luck with that. Good luck to Doc. Good luck to you. Good luck to Jason Courier and everyone in green. I will see you guys down there for cookout fairly soon. Deal. We'll, uh, we'll do some cookout. That's the deal. Thanks, Bob. That's Rob Cornelius. Appreciate him from Mid-American Conference's favorite Favorite radio network, the Ohio Sports Network. We're going to take our final break, come back, and wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll wrap it up the Friday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. On Monday, I'm going to be over at Marshall. For the State of the Union address, Doc Holliday is going to talk to the media. That means we can start talking football in earnest. I'll have that. I hope to have a couple of guests for Monday, if not throughout the week. So looking forward to having uh, a full week for you next week. But we get to talk with Doc Holliday on Monday. So definitely excited for that. And if you miss it, I'll have it for you. I'm going to post it. We'll put it on our podcast. It'll be part of the show. So if you don't know how to get to the podcast, all you have to do is is one, you can listen to it. We've got the player right now on WRVC.com, and within minutes of this show being over, within minutes, it will be posted for you to go back and catch. Also, uh, we're on Apple Podcast. So if you don't um, if you don't know how to get to Apple Podcast, if you've got an iPhone, there's a, a great app called Podcast on your phone. Just open that up, do a search for The Drive with Paul Swan, and it'll find it for you. And, of course, uh, if you do get the show on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us. Uh, leave us some positive feedback. That will be appreciated. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. So several podcasting uh, apps and providers pick us up, and we appreciate that. And if you need help, all you have to do is find me on Twitter, at uh, Paul Swan. I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll direct you to where you need to go. Uh, I might even try to get the show posted to you directly. So if you can't find it, I'll find it for you. So I'll take care of you. All you have to do is find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. And if you give me a follow as well, I really appreciate it. And I'm um, going to be posting a lot more because we're getting closer to football season. So I'll have a, a lot more, of course, uh, try to post audio clips, video clips, things like that, things I know you like. Uh, I'm going to start trying to get some video clips for you. Doc Holliday's uh, presser, get some audio clips up there for you as well. So if you can't catch it or you'd like to hear it live, I will get you covered. I'll take good care of you guys uh, since uh, it is the future. I keep being told that. Twitter and Facebook, the future. It's where it's all happening. That's where a lot of Marshall games are going to be. That's the fact. It's the future. So, of course, do appreciate you guys uh, checking out the show every day. We definitely do appreciate it. Um, I want to thank producer Gabriel Sellards, who almost had to host the show today. You know, um, Gabriel, eventually you're going to have that situation where you're just going to have to step in. You're just going to have to step in and talk sports. You're going to have to do it. I mean, I'm not expecting uh, I'm not expecting you to shatter the world here, but I think you can cover it for a few minutes. I know, I know. It's it's a day you're not looking forward to. Uh, the only sports content that Gabriel, our producer, consumes is this show. That's it. Not much else. Marshall sports during football and basketball season since he's our producer for those games here locally. And this show, that's it. That's his only exposure. He probably, after the show's over, will forget about everything we talked about 
Maybe. Just depends on how traumatic the experience was for him on a day-to-day basis. For our producer, Gabriel Sellerts, for everyone who uh, was part of the show today, appreciate them and appreciate you. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.